Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we drinking today? We are drinking some of our latest Tavour. Tavour. Correction. Time for a correction. We realize we've been pronouncing it wrong. Yes, for months. <laughs> so I am drinking the Oddmopolitan. It is a sour ale with cranberries and lime. I have not tried it yet, but I just have to say, I am a huge fan of the can. As an avid Cosmo reader through high school and college and a couple years after, it the, the beer label looks like a Cosmo cover and it says fun things like the bold brew house trends brewers are trying and full pours and why tasters don't count. And you are not enjoying this nearly as much as I have because you probably have read fewer Cosmos. Um, but it's just so funny. Uh, but it is it is a sour with cranberries and lime. I'm hoping it will be like a little... I mean, it's to me it'll be summery, but I'm hoping it'll be like a little folly with a cranberry. Yeah. Uh, it looks... I'm kind of surprised. We definitely both predicted it would be pink coming out. And it was not whatsoever. It's more of an amber color. It is more of an amber color. Turning a little more red as uh, fades. It is good i definitely am tasting a lot of the cranberry a lot of a lime kind of tastes like a cosmo minus the vodka huh quite tart quite tart it's it's not giving me the pucker that orange one did mm-hmm. uh when we had that on the podcast uh several weeks ago but it is quite tart it is it's a very easy drinking beer for 6.4 percent huh for sure would you like to try it sure it's it's a pretty color. It's it's dark. It's way darker than I would have expected. Oh, that's good. Isn't it good? Yeah, I drink that. I was super excited to try this one, so I'm glad it's living up to expectation. That is, uh, yeah, that's a really that's a really good sour. I um, you have had a few recently <laughs> that have caused me to uh, react like uh, I'm having one of the Warhead candies that are so sour. Uh, that is not really, but it does it does linger. Like it's like been a, I, I've I've got out those two sentences and like it's still I can still taste it right in the, like the middle of my tongue I feel like your first sip you're sort of like punched with the lime and the sourness but as you sort of talk and let it linger it, you like taste more of the cranberry yeah I think that's definitely my right. experience of it I like it a lot I think that's very it's a good beer your beer looks so thick it is uh, I mean this is uh, so this is another uh, devour beer it is the Opaque Thoughts from uh, Mountains Walking Brewery, uh, a brewery in Montana that uh, we've had, I've had a few from, mm-hmm. on, thanks to Tabauer now. Uh, really a great brewery, have done some really awesome stuff. They have such beautiful cans. They have really, I mean, just really beautiful cans uh, and just really great um, double IPAs and uh, hazy IPAs and all the different varieties of IPAs. So this is a double, I mean, you say it looks thick. This is a double milkshake IPA with, uh, it has mango, strawberry, coconut, vanilla, and lactose. So yes, it is very thick. Uh, The head almost looks like whipped egg whites. Yeah. It looks like a solid head. It is, I mean, that is like, it's a really nice foamy, like almost like three quarter inch head there. That's just, and it's, it's not going anywhere. It's just staying no. there. It's really uh, like you know, we poured you poured your beer a little bit before mine. Probably had gone. probably had like equal amounts of head, yeah. and mine is just staying there. Uh, this is really good. You get a good uh, punch of mango at the at the front, and it's really smooth. Uh, it is. 
it's got this like a little bit uh, bitter taste on the back end, which uh, I'm not a huge fan of, but it's really juicy, creamy, it's quite good. The fact that it's a milkshake IPA, is it like the smoothie beers we've had? Does it have sort of that same texture or does it have the texture of like an IPA? It has, so it has, uh, like you're, if you're talking about the, I'm trying to remember the name of the brewery, but Vail. the Vale. Yep. That, uh, it, those were really just like fruit smoothies. This is definitely, it, this is, this has like an IPA, uh, Mouthfeel? mouthfeel but it's okay. like it's cr it's definitely creamier like okay. it's definitely you can definitely tell that like it is it is smooth i would offer you a sip but it has lactose yeah. and uh we have recently learned that that does not really agree with you so uh i won't give it to you but it's kind of um i doubt it, it doesn't sound like something that i would i mean you it. you would have the same you know yeah. crazed face that you always get when you drink these but i think it's this is a really nice beer uh it's not my favorite one that i've had from uh Mountains Walking, but it is, I mean, they just put out quality stuff, and I would happily drink another one of these. I mean, I wouldn't, I maybe, not immediately, it's an 8% beer, so, uh, but they, they do a lot of great double IPAs, and um, yeah, like they, they had a, dry, a double dry hopped one that I had recently that was really good, so just a really quality brewery that does awesome stuff. I follow them on Instagram, and they have a raspberry sour, like it exists, but we have no way to get this beer right. other than... Tavour. You're doing it. There you go. <laughs> um, and it hasn't been on there, which is so sad because I, you rave so much about their beer. I've, I've tried sips of, of most of them, and they're they're not the kind of beer I like, so I don't really love them. Um, but would definitely love to try one of their sours if and when we can ever get our hands on them because you've you said such good things. For sure. So before we get too far in, we uh, will plug again Rottoberfest, which uh, this will publish on friday so it is tomorrow yeah when you're listening to this it is tomorrow prost uh, prost. uh jacqueline why don't you remind everyone what rottoberfest is we are inviting our listeners and instagram followers to do a fun run with us virtually you can run however far you want um whenever you want on saturday just sort of an excuse to maybe motivate people to be active if they weren't going to be to think you know we're doing this about as community as we can get in this time right uh so i know i personally will probably be running an easy three miles early earlier in the morning and then at 3 p.m eastern 12 pacific we will be on instagram live doing a live podcast yes we have super fun beer signs yep and we have some great oktoberfest foggy darker beers um, that we picked up on our recent trip to Nelson County that we will be trying and we'd just love to interact with some of our listeners and, and share kind of what the podcast looks like behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. So follow us at Running on Tap and uh, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time on Saturday. My math is so bad. That is the 26th of so, September. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Saturday, September 26th or thereabouts. It's a Saturday. And if you run with us uh, I made like a little fun like finishers graphic that I've shared in our stories. It's saved to our highlights on Instagram. So I don't know, in this world where like races aren't a thing and medals aren't a thing, like let's make a fun thing to share on social. So go screenshot that and share your achievement with everyone. Exactly. Every little bit counts uh, and it's helpful to have uh, any sense of community and shared experience uh, in these times. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, you 
had a, a virtual race this weekend. I did. You, uh, it, this was a half marathon uh, that you were looking forward to running. You signed up for before pre-pandemic, I believe. I think so. I also feel like even if I signed up once the pandemic was a thing, like. I didn't think in April that stuff was going right. to be canceled in September. So uh, tell us a little bit, what race was it? How did it go? What was your experience like, et cetera, et cetera? So this was the DC Half Marathon put on by Pacers here in DC. Um, this was actually kind of unfortunate for them, but this was their inaugural year. It was the first right. year they were doing the race. Obviously couldn't do it in sort of the normal sense, but uh, I think they put on a great, a great virtual race. We were talking last night about sort of how, how many lessons have been learned in terms of virtual racing. Like when we did Cherry Blossom, it, they had like just pivoted, like no one really knew how to do like a big virtual race. And right. you compare that to Boston Marathon that just happened virtually with like, you know, online expos and so many different, like an app, so many different like amenities for, for runners and for finishers. I think Pacers did a great job of really capitalizing on like a crappy experience, making the best of a crappy experience. Totally. Um, so they put out a virtual run route, which looked absolutely nothing like the original race route, um, but really took you through a lot of the city and it was super fun and I have to plan my own route. Uh, this is, this was the longest virtual race I had done. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was, I mean, it was really fun. They, they also put, they curated a playlist on Spotify. So they were like, this is like the vibe of our race. So it was like, I don't know. I feel like I definitely fall in the habits of like running a lot of the same routes and listening to a lot of the same music. So it like definitely kind of broke me out of the routine and made it feel a little different than just another long run. For sure. Which was really nice. My only complaint, some of the route was like, <sighs> It was just a lot of like running down back alleys and I'm like, why can't I just run on like the normal street that's like right I, next to I me? wonder how much of that uh, was just like, I mean, they, they probably presumably came up with this route virtually, like things on a map might look like a street or like you're trying to like, you know, we've created enough running routes yep. on, uh, I prefer mappedometer.com, you use map my run. Uh, and so there's enough times where you click something and you're like thinking that you're gonna go uh, away the way you intend and, sure. the, and the route ends up going different way. So, but yes, you, you ended up running through like, uh, a few... like back out. Yeah, exactly. Pathways, basically. There was also a part on Capitol, and it's much to your point, there was also a part on Capitol Hill where like they sent you one way, but like construction has closed down that sidewalk, so you couldn't go right. that way. But like, you wouldn't know that if you were mapping it out. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely, you know, cut them a lot of slack for yes. that. It was super nice to have the route all mapped out. Overall, it went pretty well. I mean, I, I ran walked it and treated it, you know, very much like a training run for the Marine Corps Marathon, but it was it was a fun run, but also a lot of stoplights, which just made it last a long time, um, which, I mean, it was a beautiful day. The weather was great to be out in, but I, I am counting my time as, like, my moving time. Mm -hmm. So I did stop my watch at stoplights, uh, so I ran, like, a 240, which... It's probably my slowest half marathon as I think about it. Not by much, but but nonetheless, I mean that's that's virtual racing, right? Exactly. I mean, I had no sort of time goals. I just wanted to go out and explore the city and sort of have have a fun day. So I really enjoyed it. 
Uh, my swag should be here soon. It is supposed to be shipping out September 21st. And that was another thing that like the virtual experience kind of ruins a little bit. Because uh, you, you expressed a desire when you got home that you really wanted to put on your stuff. Yeah, I, I like, you know, finishing and you get the medal. There is no medal with this one, which is fine for a virtual race for me. But I, I wanted to like put my shirt on. If I had done it later in the month, so you can do it any time the month of September. Mm -hmm. So there could very well be people who are, are still running it and would be able to get home next weekend and have their stuff. But uh, I just picked this weekend to do it, wanted to do it then. Um, but I have a t-shirt. And a very cool buff with all these like DC landmarks coming, which I am very excited about. So yeah, it was it was overall pretty fun. There were a lot of people kind of out running where I was, which many of the places we were going were like popular sure. running routes. But I kept like thinking like, oh, like maybe they're running it too. And like even though they probably weren't, uh, it was still sort of a nice mental community that I was creating for sure. myself. So it definitely made it really fun. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. How did you feel? I think the only virtual race you've done, uh, especially like, we'll, we'll definitely say like a longer distance one that would be like a normal big deal was Cherry Blossom. Yep. Uh, how did you feel in comparison afterward? You know, Cherry Blossom really felt like a letdown mm -hmm. to me. Like when I finished, I was like, oh, this is it. But I just, I feel like all of our brains have, like, rewired. Like, mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting, a, like, a finish line, you know? So I didn't really, I felt good at the end that I, you know, ran my longest distance that I've run since in February, early March. Probably early March. Yeah. So it, it's been a number of months since I've run this distance. And, like, I finished smiling and able to walk. And I, I was feeling feeling pretty good about that. I think it also helps that it is, I, I viewed it more as like a step zone on the way to the marathon. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't need this to feel like the climax of my training. I need it to feel like a good long run that like I'm getting a cool t-shirt for right. that like, I didn't have to plan the route. It was like a fun thing to do, but it wasn't- Not as much hinging on it. Exactly. It's not like I'm trying to PR. It's not like it's like the high point of weeks of training. It was just sort of another notch that went really well on the way to the virtual marathon. The key is going to be making sure the virtual marathon, which is the climax, feels like a big deal. Right. I will say you were in much better shape when you finished. You didn't uh, immediately have to sit down on the ground. I, I, I will account a lot of that to uh, it's colder. It's so much colder. Guys, after my 10 mile run, I just like collapsed literally in a puddle. I think I took the finish off our door. <laughs> I think you can still see <laughs> exactly the mark where, where her back down. was. Yes, her back, her back, and the back of her head. You can see exactly those spots on our front door. But hopefully, we have turned a corner with the weather because it was glorious this weekend. Yes, uh, it has. Uh, you know, we've we were talking uh, earlier that you've heard us complain for months about the heat. Uh, it was, I went, I, I, today I did my 13 mile run and it was 65 degrees. Uh, and that was like the high for the day. I think you went yesterday and it was around 60, something yeah. like that. So like, we will stop complaining about the heat. It, the, 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 it, it actually, I think the, the fall equinox is coming up in the next couple of days. So it's tr summer is well and truly over. And this is like, I think, uh, you definitely felt it yesterday and I felt it today that this is uh, prime running season yes. is returning to Washington DC yes it felt it was just incredible I mean I feel like 
it shouldn't be a surprise anymore. I've run through enough seasons that, like, I know the heat is harder and that it's, like, this is perfect running weather. But it was still a surprise to be out there and being like, wow, I actually feel great. Yeah. Like, this is totally fine. I was uh, looking back through our old Instagrams the other day, and I found I posted, um, like, in a tank top, and I'm like, man, summer running weather, and it was 69. Uh. So you guys have heard us complain about the heat for a long the, time. We're on the other side of the bell curve at this point. Like, it's, exactly. it's, it's like, I, I, cause I was thinking about that today. Uh, I did my, like I said, I did my 30-mile long run today, and I was thinking about how um, one of the runs that I had in the spring that went so poorly was on a day when it was like 70 degrees. Mm-hmm. I think the high was 70 degrees. And I was just like, oh man, like that, that day I was so hot and felt so drained or whatever. And now I'm like, it's 65 and I'm like, oh, cruising. Like yeah. I feel so much better. Like it is definitely a bell curve. Uh, it's just an extended one here in, in uh, the Washington DC area. Absolutely. where uh, That's all you're used to. Exactly. Yeah, I, I always felt like being a ma- native Michigander winter dragged on forever and every year you'd always just have this thought that's like just gotta make it through like it's things are gonna get better things are gonna get better and it's gonna be like spring soon and here in the summer it's things are gonna get better things are gonna get better it'll get colder again at some point so uh we're definitely there and i think that really it helped your mood and your experience yesterday absolutely it made just a huge difference. I mean, I still ran in a tank and shorts, right? right? Like, I don't... Um, it, it's definitely not long sleeve weather no. uh, quite yet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was super temperate and just, just beautiful. Does this give you a little more... Um, I guess, you, well, you have the... You're not doing the Army 10 miler, but you are doing the Marine Corps marathon. Uh, we're looking at doing a tur- turkey trot. Uh, in around uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, does this give you a little bit more hope for virtual races going forward, or are you thinking that like because this felt like a stepping stone in training, it's not really um, you're not able to judge? No, I think it, I think it does give me more hope for virtual races. I mean, we talked a little bit when I decided to like jump on this marathon bandwagon with like eight weeks before the race uh, about how this is different from before and. At this point, like any race we're going to do, I will sign up for it with the expectation that it's going to be a virtual race, which I think just changes a lot. Like I expected to be running Cherry Blossom with 10,000 people at Peak Bloom, right? Right. Like that's fundamentally different than knowing, okay, I'm going to go out for a long run and like I'm going to get a t-shirt and a medal at the end. But like to, to me, it is all about expectation managing. So I think I have a lot more hope for virtual races now you know I, i'm i'm never gonna run a virtual race hard enough that i could even think about pr like for me they are just like a fun excuse to to have a running community and to get in a solid effort and you know do, do something fun um so i think it is all about expectation setting so right that's i think expectations are a huge part of it uh so you now like you said you use this as a training run you have more training runs to go. What comes next in your marathon training plan? So I'll run 14 miles next weekend, uh, the day after Rottoberfest. So there you go. You know, just send me some good vibes and yes. maybe some water. Um, and then I have a cutback week. I am only getting to 18 miles in this training cycle, just because it is shortened. And I, I had to. I intended to do the virtual race a week later, and had to had to move it 
Uh, so it, it is just a short training cycle, but I, I think that'll be fine. Overall, it's been going pretty well. I had to cut one of my weekday runs a little short this week. I was just a little short on time, but I ran 23 miles this week and 14 next week. You know, I ran 13.1 this week. That won't really be a huge jump. And then I'll go 10, 16, 18, 10 marathon, I think. Yeah, there's not a lot of, uh, there's, not, there's not a lot of, uh, I can't think of, tapering that's going to be going on with this one. Yeah, I, I will do, I guess it is a two-week taper. Yeah. Um, but usually I would do a three. Yeah, three, four. But no, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. I, the fact that I finished the half and like felt good at the end, I was glad to be done, but like, I feel like I could have gone like two, three, four miles still. So the fact that I'm at that point in my physical fitness, I feel like it'll be okay. Yeah, for sure. And we apologize for uh, you to you, dear listener, if um, for the poor audio quality on Jacqueline uh, starting off the podcast, I unplugged her mic from and plugged it in, into our system and plugged it back into the wrong outlet so it wasn't quite working but we fixed it now so the next it's uh, okay because we're so cute yeah uh, again we are not we are not audio professionals running professionals we are beer drinking we're pretty good at beer we're pretty good at drinking beer um but yeah so sorry about that we fixed it it will sound better the rest of the way how did your week go other than you talked a little bit about your long run how did the rest of your week go Uh, so this was really my first week of marathon training seven six or seven weeks before the actual marathon uh, but this is the first week I've had fully back at it, uh, you know, with full mileage, re- you know, ready to go, uh, you know, getting ready to go. Uh, and it went really well. It felt really nice. This, you know, this time of year is wonderful. So it helps to not have to wake up uh, before dawn mm-hmm. now because 6 a.m. is before dawn. Uh, but being able to wake up and go for a run at 11 a.m. and have it be temperate. Uh, I ran 37 miles this week, um, including an eight-mile midweek run, which went really well. Uh, I, I'm still dealing with my heart rate being elevated, uh, but I'm I, I'm chalking up to a couple of things. One, this is a really bad time for my seasonal allergies. Mm-hmm. The ragweed has been really high here in Washington D.C., and I am very allergic to ragweed, so I think like that has been affecting me. I am also like, it's colder, so I want to go out. Like I want to run like the wind, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good, like temperature-wise, so I'm like running faster, and so I'm running. Uh, you know, maybe I, I try to slow it down today, but I'm running like thir- sometimes thirty second p- per mile pace faster than I was three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am hoping. That goes away soon. Uh, it, I got. I managed. I managed my heart rate a lot better on today's long run. I went 13 miles, and um, aside from a few places where there were hills or whatever, uh, when it spiked up pretty high, uh, I managed to keep it in an area where I'm comfortable for a lot of it. My average heart rate was pretty good, so I'm doing well. Uh, the 13 mile long run today went pretty well. I got like I. I, I was talking talking to you afterward. And I said that at like 10 miles in i was like oh my god i like because my plan is to go 16 miles next week 20 miles the week after that then do the army 10 miler then do 13 miles 
and then run a marathon. Yeah, the Army 10 miler definitely makes your build up a little different. Little, yeah, a little, there's a little, it's a little janky, really. Like, there's not like a slow build. It's kind of like, I'm going to go three weeks, three weeks to really ramp up to, I love it. I, I don't, I mean, no one loves a 20 miler, but I like having it. No, you do. I, I, I enjoy having a 20 miler as part of my plan and having, um, and like, you get to zone out and just run and like, it's really nice. Uh, so, I'm going to ramp up over three weeks to get to that point and then kind of taper-ish for two weeks. Uh, so it's it's a lot. It's really aggressive. But I, I so at 10 miles, I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Like in two, You have to run double that in two I'm weeks. Like in two weeks, I'm going to really run 10, 20 miles? Like this is ridiculous. I, like I don't feel, I don't feel great right now. Uh, but by 13, I I think I ran my fastest mile my third, as my 13th mile. So I, you seem like you finished happy. I finished happy, exactly. Like I, I finished, and I was like, I'm good. Like I, I feel better. So I am. Ex- I think I, I'm. I'm really looking forward to next week's run because I think that's going to be um, kind of. It's the proof is going to be in the pudding there, right? Like if I can run 16 miles and it's going to and, and be comfortable, then like okay, like I might be able to do this. I think if you can run 16, you can run a marathon. Like I, 10 I, miles is a lot, but 16 is a lot. I, I think that's true. I, I but I it's it just it like. It is such a, you know, usually in a marathon training schedule, you have built to 16 miles after running like 15 and 14 and 10 right. and 12 and 8 and 7 and whatever. And like you, like it, it's way far along the process. Like I think, I don't think you get to 16 miles until you're two and a half months into the, like, and the ones that I've been doing. 16 is the last long run I did before my marathon was canceled. And I was like six weeks out, a little, yeah, like six weeks out. So I was a decent, yeah. like twelve weeks in the training. Weeks in. So yeah, so as opposed to the second week. So, uh, but like, I mean, I've also been, I ran, you know, six hundred some odd miles this summer. So like, I, I, right. I have, I have been doing more baseline running than I would otherwise. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty good. I am uh, excited to. Uh, tomorrow is like a cross training day, and I've been using those for walks. I might yep. go for a bike ride. I'm not sure yet. Uh, but like on Friday, I had an off day. I just completely rested and it was really nice. Yeah. So uh, I am feeling pretty good. I am excited for the fall, fall racing schedule, the, all in air quotes, um, with the various uh, virtual races that we're going to be doing. I'm really like the Marine Corps medal is so cool. It's so, like, so cool. It's going to be worth putting, your, putting myself through that pain and... Uh, Whatever that whatever may come for that for that race. I was reading this Runner's World article called "Can I Run a Marathon Without Training?" or like <laughs> "How Little Training Can I Do for a Marathon?" So we are not the only people right. to try this. Uh, and it was like you really want like eighteen to twenty weeks, but like if you've been a regular runner, you like can do it in eight to ten. So like we're within that window. We're I mean, at the very bottom of that window. Yeah. <laughs> You've been running a ton this summer. I've been running some this I mean, summer. I mean, your muscles are fresh and ready to go for it. So, I think it will be fine. Uh, it is, I was saying to you the other day, like, my first half marathon, you know, I trained for like yeah. 12 weeks and I took it so seriously. And eventually, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't this past year, but the year before, we did rock and roll and like... I had had the flu and I'd been sick and like I think my longest run was like six miles and I was like man like it's just a half marathon I'll be fine. I don't think I'm you like, had even signed up for it until like maybe five weeks before. 
Like you, like you had, yeah. def- you had definitely put off signing up for it. And then, then like you were like, ah, no, oh, we're not. Well, half I didn't really want to do it because I had been sick and hadn't been able to right. train. And you were doing the marathon, and I was going to support you. But then my two best friends signed up, and I got like total FOMO. I'm mm-hmm. like, I have to run it. I'm going to run it. Right. Uh, and as I think about it, I finished it like a solid 20 minutes faster than I did this long run this weekend, which yeah. is funny. But uh, I'm like, man, like. Granted, this is the fourth marathon I'm starting training for, but it will only be my second marathon. I'm right. like, didn't take long for me to just like apply this like <laughs> laissez-faire thinking to a marathon. Like right. the longest I'm ever gonna run. Right. It's just funny how, uh, right. how how perspective changes things. Like as you get more used to something. I remember like I thought I was gonna die running my first 10K. Not like physically, but like going into it, I was like, humans aren't built to run this far. This is insane. Uh, and now it's like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just run a marathon, I guess. It's yeah. fine. I mean, I do think that, you know, once you go through the training and you have run a marathon, you kind of know, okay, like I need to be able, if I can do this, I can run a marathon. And so, like, right now, it's just proving to yourself that, like, you can do those things that you need to be able to do before running a marathon. Like, and that's why I'm like, all right, I need to run 20 miles, I need to run a 20 mile run. And once I can do that, like, I will know that I can do this. And, like, I, I, I think that's, you know, will I, you know, I'll, I'll be going from running, you know, a five-mile run last week to within four weeks going 20 miles. But I'm like, if I can do the 20-mile run, then, like, I'm going to be good. So, right. yeah, expectations expectations, and, uh, you know, and, and learning from the past is all you really need. I also just feel like so much of a marathon is mental and, like, everyone after your first granted this will only be my second but i just feel having run halves like it's all like going into my first marathon i had no idea what mile 20.2 felt like right like i had run 20 miles right and that was it like what is mile 23 like now like i know it sucks. It's terrible. Pain. You want it to be over. You're like, why did I ever do this? And then 3.2 miles later, you're like, I am a superhero yes. and I want to do this all the time. But exactly. like, I just feel like going into it, knowing sort of the the mental arc and the physical arc gives you like a big leg up. That's what I'm counting on. Yeah. I, no, I think you're totally right. I think uh, knowing what you're facing and being able to learn on that experience or lean on that experience, I should say, uh, is, uh, you know, it's a huge part of winning the, winning that battle mm-hmm. because when we did our first marathon, we had no idea. And I remember thinking for months, months leading up to the race, wondering like, okay, what's this going to feel like? Yeah. What's, the, what's the finish line going to feel like? What, how, how is my body going to react? Whatever. And now I'm like, okay, well, I know what the finish, like, well, I don't know what the, the virtual finish line will feel like, but like, I know what the virtual finish line felt like for my Tennessee run. It was great. It felt yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like like that that virtual challenge, like finishing that was was awesome. Uh, I know what my body. I've run. You know, like you've run one marathon. I've now run three. But I, you know, so you've gone through it. You know how your body's going to react to those last six miles that people don't often do during training. Yep. Uh, so there's not a lot of unknowns. The like each race is different, but like your the the scariness of how how am i going to react to running farther than i've ever run before is gone right because you've run that that distance before i think this is going to be a very emotional finish line for me we like talked about it a little bit last week but like 
I, I do think this is going to be different than the other virtual races we've done just because it's like such a huge amount of time to like be thinking and like I mean this year has just been like such a disaster 2020 and I I could just see I mean maybe I'll finish and be like yay I did it and be super happy but I could just see it being this like almost like an emotional purge right like I have overcome and done I, I, I could see it being a very emotional non-finish line for me personally. Yeah, no, I can totally, I totally believe that. Uh, which is why we're doing, it. you know, and then all, all these things that we're saying, it's like, this is why we're deciding to ramp up on some crazy schedule, so. It's one thing to be like, oh, I want to run a marathon because like, it's fun and the crowds are fun and like, I want like the post-race party, but we're like, I want to run a marathon because like, why not? Basically, I mean, that's, which feels crazy. But that's, I mean, we talked about this in the, when I, you know, in previous episodes, when trying to decide what comes next after a long three month, uh, four month virtual challenge. Yeah. Like having something to look forward to and having something to train for is like a huge uh, thing for mental health for me right now. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, why not? I also was thinking on my run today, actually. My sh- my, I was not as, like, in my feelings on my long run this week. I think because I wasn't, like, sort of having, like, a fever dream dehydrated crisis uh, as I was in my 10-mile run. But today on my long run, I was thinking, like, am I a hypocrite? Because months ago on the podcast, I talked about how, like, yeah, you know, I just, like, 5Ks are my distance. Like, 5Ks and 10Ks. Like, I'm so much more comfortable at the shorter distance. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to run a marathon. But I think it shows flexibility instead of being a hypocrite. But I like that. Flexibility instead of hypocrisy. Exactly. But I, I was thinking, and I'm like, at the time I said that long runs were really scary mm-hmm. because part, huge parts of the city were closed down. Yep. Like. I could not go just sort of roam. You know, granted, like, there's some worrying going outside. I wear my mask when I pass by people. But runs now are, like, a somewhat carefree experience, and they were not then. I was, like, stressed. I wanted to run, like, short, fast. Like, I wanted to be, like, doing speed drills. And, like, that's what I needed then. And now, like... I feel in a very different place emotionally, physically, like the world around us. And I'm like, I am glad. I I think something I've learned during this time without races is to like take what I need from running when I need it and to not think about like, oh, but like I said I would do this or like I normally do this. Like I saw even like professional runners have been like, I was going out to do a speed workout and like I just can't right now. Like I just need running to sort of like cleanse me and heal me and let yeah. me think um and i'm like how cool is it that like the sport that i've been doing for a number of years can offer me exactly what i need at different times even when those things are so different right. no that's i mean this is why running has become a huge part of both of our lives uh yeah. it has it has magical mental health capabilities and healing capabilities uh and it's just it's a it's a great thing to have in our lives, and that's one of those things that I was, you know, we were really worried about at the beginning of the pandemic is mm-hmm. what if what if we have to lose this? Uh, and so it's really good that we didn't have to. And um, yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe that's the Washington in us that we're like, not hypocrites, we're flexible. <laughs> uh, but I think you're totally right. Like, running can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, ultimately, you're, it's a sport, 
where you're just walking out your front door and running for as long as you feel like it. Mm -hmm. Like doesn't have like some some days that's a mile, some days that's you know down the block, some days it's twenty. Someone apparently, and the end of October is going to be you know a marathon. Yeah. So like, you don't have to have it. It's not like a a football game or a basketball game or a soccer game where it fits into a certain amount of time and these are the rules or whatever. Uh, it's you know can do can be whatever you want. Maybe that's why I love running so much because there are no rules. Yeah, this is true. This is true. A, a frequent fight that Jacqueline and I have is whether uh, rules in sports should exist. She, I, I think that they should, and she thinks that anarchy is appropriate. <laughs> Lawlessness. We're not going to have this fight on the podcast. We are not. But uh, most of our friends have already heard it. Yes, exactly. But I mean, running is like if you want to run slow, run slow. If you want to run fast, like. Especially if you're not participating in a race, if you're just going out and running, like if you if you want to run, walk, like you just you just do your thing. Right. Yeah, that's one of the beautiful things about running. Uh, like when I take some, I haven't played a game of basketball in like probably five, six, seven years at this point. It's been a long time. I think I was still in Michigan. I think it's probably five and a half years since I've gone out and played basketball. And basketball is one of those sports where the more time you're away, the worse you are at it. So, like, you go out, you start shooting some hoops and taking a jump shot, and you're bricking everything. And, like, you go for a layup and you miss, and you're just, it's frustrating and it's bad. And you're like, well, and you're out on the court with other people who are just sinking everything. They play all the time, so they sink everything and they're good. And you're like, all right, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, with running, if I go out, like, take, if I took five years off running, and then you go out and you're like, I'll run a 11 minute, 12 minute mile. And like, I will probably hate the guy who zooms past me at a six minute mile, like running really quick. But like, ultimately, like, it's something that you can get better at. You can, you don't have to judge, you, you, don't, you don't have to be on the court or on the field being judged against people. Like, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's, it's all in your own head, the competition, as opposed to being starkly in front of you. Yeah. Uh, unless you're like a professional racer right but we are not uh i think we will likely wax poetic a lot about running yeah over the next couple of weeks yes i mean it's it's uh it's getting fun again mm-hmm. it's not being it's not like it's not a miserable death march through the city uh it's now much more enjoyable so we are you, you'll you'll notice a tonal tonal shift here on running on tap uh how was your beer? This is so good. Yeah? I I mean, this is... I've only had one beer, but I'm, like, feeling a little buzzed. Um, <laughs> well, it's, like, six and a half percent. That's pretty strong for you. It, it is. It's 6.4, but it... I mean, it tastes like cranberry juice with lime. Yeah? It is very good. I like it a lot. There is another one of these in the fridge, and I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. No, I'm... I'm sure you'll have another one tonight. It's very good. How's yours? It is good. You've been I, making faces at it. It's layered and complicated. Like I, I have figured out a little bit what I don't, what I don't like about it. Like, have you ever had like frozen mangoes? Mm-hmm. And like, you, you like at the beginning, it's like enjoyable and like it's it, they're like it's a citrusy fruit, and then they, they kind of have like the chalky aftertaste that kind of stays on your on your tongue for a while. Mangoes taste very green to me. It's weird because they're orange. They uh, just, they have like a, a sort of the same, like 
bittery taste yeah. that I don't like in an IPA. Yeah, and so this, like a lot of, this has a lot of the mango, like aftertaste. Like it has like, I, I love a mango, like when the first sip to be like mango and citrusy and juicy and good, but I'm, I'm tasting a lot of the mango uh, on my tongue afterwards. That's why I said it, it was bitter, but I, I can tell, you know, after having, this is like three quarters of it now, uh, I'm getting that like kind of chalky mango aftertaste, which mm. I don't like, but I really do, I can taste like, I can taste the strawberry, I can taste the coconut, like it's uh, the, it's like a really great mouthfeel, silky and smooth. Like it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good member of the genre, but I have had better, but it, still good. It's interesting that you say you can like taste the cucumber and the strawberry because like I just gave it a sniff. Ma mango? I don't think there's any cucumber. Coconut. Coconut. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm like, I don't think there's any cucumber. No, the coconut and the strawberry because um, I just gave it a sniff and it, it just smells like a mango IPA yeah. to me. Like all I'm smelling is the mango. So it's good to know that the other fruits. Yeah, they're there on like is the- Is coconut a fruit? Is it a nut? Uh, the other fruits and nuts are coming through. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, I don't know. Coconut, nut is in the name. So I'm going to guess that's a nut. Uh, but you're de I'm definitely getting little hints of those, but like it is definitely mango-y. But it's all, I also neglected to notice at, at, the, at first that this is a collaboration beer Ooh. Uh, with Project Craft from Spokane, Washington. Oh. So... Uh, and this is and mountains walking is in bozeman montana so uh it's a good beer i think i have maybe I have another one i en i enjoy it but i'm not blown away How about that sure that works uh one more plug for rottoberfest yes please join us september 26th saturday 3 p.m go run and then drink a beer with us drink a beer with us yeah uh we will you well, you might you might catch Sal the cat running around. Oh, Sal around. will definitely make an appearance. He'll, he'll probably jump up and be annoying at some point. Uh, but we will be looking forward to seeing you on Instagram Live. Follow us at Running on Tap uh, if you want to listen to more of these podcasts. Where can the people find us? We are hosted by Anchor. We are available on Apple and on Spotify and wherever you listen to your podcasts. And those are basically the only places that people listen to podcasts. So find us there. And uh, yeah, we look forward to talking with you all. If you have, I don't know, we usually we're just gonna like talk like this and do like our normal podcast. But like, if you have questions or have uh, other things that you want us to talk about, yeah. you know, specifically, like, chime in. jump on the Instagram live, chime in, talk to us, we'll talk to you, and we will also like record it and uh, put it out as our podcast the following week. But um, yeah, we look forward to talking with you guys and. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.